0: welcome to the young journalist podcast i'm your host garrett kroger in today's episode i talked to a journalist who i really look up to in dallas morning news high school sports reporter joe hoyt first off joe is an outstanding reporter who everyone should check out in the episode joe and i discuss what it is like to cover high school sports in one of the nation's premier recruiting hotbeds to how it is like to work with a world-class group at the dallas morning news so sit back and enjoy All right, Joe, uh, first off, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I mean, I started this podcast during the pandemic. Uh, so really the first question I always ask people when they come on is, I mean, how's quarantine life? I know we just talked about it off the podcast, <laughs> but I mean, might as well record it now.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that was off the record, you know. No, <laughs> um, no quarantine life has been, has been pretty good, man. It's funny because uh, I told people um, not much really to like, I mean, obviously, you know, as a journalist, um, we don't have office jobs. Um, I mean like we go into the office you know but it's not like we're 9 to 5 every single day and a lot of our even social interactions are based off you know what happens in the office in the post happy hour when you know the office is closed I mean that's never really been what journalists are based on Um, so work from home has been you know has been okay Um, I've I've logged a lot more FIFA 17 hours um, a lot more video games Um, and yeah you know it's it's, uh, really been a good time for kind of introspection too like um I mean, I was, I'm a city kid who, you know, grew up with, you know, basically like a lot of people, I didn't have many chores. Like I, I, I my dad's not a handyman. Um, but during quarantine, like I totally revamped and invested like in a bunch of tools. I bought my first power drill set. Oh, wow. Um, like I, I, hung floating shelves the other day, which was like one of the best, like personal achievements ever. So it's been a good time to kind of like, okay, you know, I have so much time now, what should I do to focus on myself? Um, so I'm trying to make the most out of it, though. Obviously, there are moments where mentally, you know, quarantine can be tough. But, you know, trying to make the most out of it,
0: man. I mean, that's good to hear that you become like a handyman. Because, I mean, I wish I knew how to like uh install like hanging shelves and whatnot. Because I feel like that'd Dude, be a very could. productive.
1: You for sure could.
0: I mean, with how this pandemic is going, I mean, we'll probably still have a lot of time to learn new traits. So you're not wrong there. But, uh honestly this is a journalism podcast. I mean, you, if people don't know, uh you are... A high school sports reporter at the Dallas Morning News. And I really feel like in terms of high school sports beats in America, I feel like the DMN one is kind of the, like, the top high school beat in America because, one, I mean, the recruiting there is wild and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just get, like, a lot of attention. I mean, how difficult is it covering high school sports for the Dallas Morning, Morning News in terms of just everything?
1: Yeah, no, it's funny. I I, I don't know if if difficult is the right word, but it's it's a lot because, I mean, you know, I compare this beat to, you know, covering a college beat. Um, You know, but I also, it's interesting because, you know, the level of attention is like a college beat, but you're also covering 125 different schools. Um, So I think, honestly, the high school beat, the Dallas Morning News, and hopefully this doesn't sound like I'm, you know, beating my chest or anything, I think it's one of the harder things... Uh, one of the harder sports beats around because you have to build relationships with so many different people. I mean, when news breaks, um, you know, we got to be on top of it the second it happens. Like, you know, I mean, like Matt Stepp at Dave Campbell's Texas Football has, you know, has an incredible network of sources. Um, so he's, off, he's uh, you know, often first on a lot of things. But, you know, our standard is we better be five minutes. If, if he breaks something, we better be two minutes behind him. Um, you know, and we're supposed to not only do that, but then you got to go in depth with things like, you know, I, I mean, I, I've been really impressed by, I recently took two weeks off. Um, and that's when a lot of news started popping. And I was so impressed just from afar, just watching what my colleagues, Callie Kaplan and Greg Riddle were doing on the beat. It just was very impressive. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, don't know if hard is it difficult is the right word, but there are some challenges. And it's, it's a really cool beat. I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, I, we get to interact with the stars of tomorrow. Like, you know, when I was an intern, um, you know, I covered uh, – I did a big thing on Kendy Brooks, who's the Oklahoma starting running back, and he'll be, you know, in the draft eventually. Um, you know, like Jeffrey, Jeff Akuta who just went third overall, was a guy I wrote about. Um, and then I come back here in the last few years, and I've – you know, Jackson Smith and the Jigba is going to be a household name here soon at Ohio State, and obviously – um, was kind of dominating sports center highlights for a while there. Um, you know Marvin Mims this past year going toe to toe with him. There's just, you know, there's never, there's never, um, you know, storylines are not limited. <laughs> there, there's a plethora of them, and it's it's you know it's got some challenges, but I think it's one of the more interesting sports beats around.
0: Yeah, no, I'm kind of jealous in terms of like the storylines right now because I mean, as people all know, high school sports kind of like non-existent at the moment, especially here. I mean, yeah, the UILs hopeful that's happened but i mean like i have eight teams to cover down here while you guys have what like 60 plus i mean you mentioned like 100 or something
1: 100 yeah about 125 or around that around that number yeah yeah
0: no that's crazy and i mean looking at that because i mean i sometimes have a a hard time figuring out like who i should like dedicate coverage to sometimes because i mean like eight schools like you want to balance it and not show bias towards anybody i mean how do you guys go about? showing, I guess, non-bias for 120 schools.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, And uh, to be honest with you, I think it's probably impossible. Um, You know, I mean, I think when you have three full-time staff people, one of which is also a part-time editor, um, you know, it's it's impossible to go in-depth on every single team in the area. One thing the Dallas Morning News does an incredible job, and this is what I think ultimately separates this high school sports staff apart from any in the country, is live coverage of games. I mean... Um, you know, we hire freelancers to cover every single area game a lot. Um, which means that we have our own, we have a system that we work out with. They all have laptops. Um, and we have someone in a press box at every single game, um, you know, trained to, to do this, like logging, okay, uh, they have rosters that have already been uploaded. Like, okay, number four for uh, DeSoto just ran five yards to the left. Okay, now he puts on the system, like we have a, like a, a bar online that like moves the yard line, that's like constantly refreshing. And it's almost like you're following ESPN.com Dang. like during a live game, but for a high school game and any high school game you want, like, I mean, tens of thousands of people, you know, I could be wrong but little bit, <laughs> are, are on the scoreboard, which is like the main hub for like games uh, on Friday nights, every single weekend. It's, um, you know, it's obvious, you know, I mean, when I say that that separates Dallas Williams apart, like that's a significant investment, um, you know, so kind of, that's a little bit of a tangent. But, so we do cover everyone, you know I mean? We're covering everyone. We, we really make an emphasis to cover, um, you know, we have, uh, every year we have a fall intern. Um, and So between all of us, we have like core sections. So like, for example, like Cali will focus on district 6, 6A, 7A, and 8, 6A. And I'll focus on, you know, 3, 6A, 4, 6A, 5, 6A, as well as like, 5, 5A, so, you know what I mean? You just kind of go down. Um, we have different zones and we really try to like, Write about every single school in those core zones as much as possible. Um, you know, I, I I think that it's impossible to go in depth on every single thing, um, and we usually try to frame our features around getting as many voices and as many you know diverse voices in regards to location and school and size that we can on certain topics. Um, but yeah, I think it's impossible to cover everyone in depth. But I think we're doing as much as we possibly can to, to give everyone their proper due.
0: Yeah. No. And, I mean, you mentioned that the high school beat for the Dallas Morning News is kind of comparable to a college beat in terms of, like, recognition. I mean, if people don't know, I mean, you did cover college football for a bit. I mean, like, professionally, too, because that's how I knew you, uh, because you covered Iowa State football for a bit. I mean, uh, because there's kind of this notion coming out of college, uh, like, for people coming out of college that think, oh, because I covered this football team for, like, two years at my student newspaper – I'm better than like covering high school sports. Like that's not it. Like I'm gonna cover college or like a professional because I covered that for two years at my student newspaper. I mean, how beneficial is it to cover high school sports?
1: Uh, Great question. And um, I would highly recommend that every single uh, aspiring sports reporter not only covers high school sports probably the first thing out of college, but while in college, Um, you know, one of the kind of grounding things that I had um, while I was at the University of Oregon, was I was you know covering the Oregon football team on Saturdays, um, but on Friday nights I was freelancing for the Eugene Register Guard, covering, um, you know, North Eugene versus uh, South Eugene. You know what I mean? Like every single Friday night from about my sophomore year to uh, you know to the midway point end point of my senior year. I mean, I, by the time I got to the Dallas Morning News, I, high school coverage has been something I've been ingrained with. And I think it just teaches you so many lessons. I mean, I mean, you know this as someone who covered college sports too and now covers high schools. Like, when you're in a press box and you're sitting there with, you know, 15 other media outlets, you're all watching the same thing. Someone's handing you a stat sheet. So, you know, we're all kind of hearing the same announcements come over, uh, um, you know, come over the loudspeaker. When you're in a high school game, a lot of times it's either only you and, you know, you've got your pen and your paper and you're tracking stats on your own. I mean, I remember – one time in Oregon, um, you know, it was in this small town. I was covering this, this game in a small town part of Oregon, um, and there was no Wi-Fi in the town, um, and the only Internet access I'd be have to file on deadline was a hard drive connection inside the, the high school principal's office. Jesus. And, yeah, and I'm covering the game in there right after the game ends, the small town game. Right when I'm about to start writing, um, a fire across the street breaks out, and the power goes out. And I had to quickly adapt. Um, the only phone, uh, there was no service. The only phone in town was at a bar. Um, and so I walked toward the bar but eventually found phone service. I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm good. Um, and so what happened was I phoned in the story. Like I told the other, hey, this is what's going on. He's like, okay, you read me what you have and then we'll go. So I, I took a second, wrote down a story. And then I, I uh, told him the whole story over the phone and he wrote, he wrote it down. Um, and we got, we got it ready for print. And then on top of that, I actually fo- phoned in information on the fire. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, those lessons you don't get when you're, you know, when you go to a press box at the University of Oregon, and then you go to the, the um, media availability after the game, and you, you write the story, and, you know, you've got perfect internet. And those lessons you don't get. And I think that that would help any reporter down the road. I mean, um, you know, we, have a, we, have a, we used to have a reporter here named Ben Baby, who now covers the Cincinnati Bengals for ESPN, um, and you know when he when I got back here he was covering colleges, um, and for the Dallas Morning News, but like we talked high school stuff all the time, and you know it's it's incredible the amount of lessons that you can get from covering high school football, I, and or high school volleyball or high school soccer, I, I think you know it allows you to you know especially when you're the only one it allows you to see storylines that. Not everyone else is seeing you know i mean you 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 can think outside the box you can tell a story that's not the same story that five other people wrote this is it's your chance to really have you know great access and kind of take advantage of it and learn a lot of lessons along the way uh sorry that was a long-winded answer but i'm a big fan of of especially aspiring young aspiring sports journalists covering high school football
0: yeah no i definitely agree because i mean it's kind of humbled me because i mean My first time covering high school football, like, I was, like, just lost, like, trying to keep stats and whatnot, like, for the first time, because, I mean, down here, like, my first game I covered was Nixon-Martin, which is, like, a big local rivalry, and Nixon Mm -hmm. runs, like, the slot T offense, so, like, you can't really see the numbers, because, like, they're very, like, tight quarters, and, like, they just run the ball, so I'm, like, okay, like, they got 32 yards, but, like, who ran it, and then, like, I have to, like, see after, like, two plays, and then I'm, like, okay. So, yeah, no, it's crazy covering high school football down here, uh, especially when you have to track stats and whatnot.
1: But And then you gotta, and then you got to also, you know, do video and you got to update on Twitter. And, you know, you got to sometimes, I mean, if you're, you know, the sports editor of like a small town newspaper coming out of college, you got to take photos while you're doing all this too. Yeah, that's, no. It's like, incredible.
0: Like, I'm like very blessed that we have photographers to like take their own photos because I would be lost, to be honest with you, trying to keep stats and like take photos at the same time because, yeah, yeah no. And, like, keeping updates, too, on, like, Twitter. Like, I find it, like, sometimes hard because, like, I want to be, like, on track but, like, not type at the same time. But other than that, I mean, because outside of your high school beat, I mean, you mentioned uh, Callie Kaplan. Really good. Uh, follow her. Greg Rillo. Amazing as well. I mean, uh, and then on top of that, you guys also have reporters like Brad Townsend. I mean, Tim Calshaw works there as well. Uh, I mean, Sam bloom is a very good college sports reporter i mean how motivational is that to work with such a solid group of reporters
1: no a great question um I, I recently emailed greg riddle who is a very humble guy <laughs> but i recently emailed him and said hey man you know just just to let you know that the amount of work you do and your your work ethic is is so like it's inspiring i mean hopefully it doesn't sound cheesy and I mean that's just a direct message I sent them that I've now publicized but um, but it, it really is man I mean I think that they they raise the bar um, you know when I'm you know when I'm uh, I, I mean it's funny because I think every reporter has their own like isms or their own tendencies or their own way they write things um, and I think Callie and I have like can be kind of different but Callie's just ability to understand a story especially like a tough story that's not like a here, you know here's a gimme feature story but her ability to understand it you know analyze it get insight on it and just really just lay it out in just a perfect way you know it's it's astounding um you know she did a story about the um what she called the underbelly of uh, college football recruiting and it was just you know i mean i think i think one thing young journalists um always kind of a fail's not the right word, but one thing they got to learn is that every story needs a takeaway. You know, it, you know, just because you're writing a profile on someone doesn't mean it should be a bio piece of their entire life. There's got to be a takeaway from it. And Callie and Greg, too, both nail takeaways from every single story. Um, and so, I mean, just, you know, and then you have that, and then I, I read stuff from Kevin Sherrington, who's one of our other columnists, and I'm just blown away at the way he just turns phrases, the way he writes. It's just... He understands words so well. Um, you know, Evan Grant is, you know, uh, definitely one of the best beat, beat reporters in, in all of Major League Baseball. Um, you know, Calvin Watkins, David Moore, Michael Gelkin. Michael Gelkin is, you know, is so good. They're all so good. Um, and you know, and when you go into like the virtual office and you got a, you know, you share the same staff reporter, you know, name as them you better bring it. <laughs> you know, you can't, you
0: can't, there can't be a day where you don't. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Cause I mean, uh, like, cause I'm the only sports reporter down here right now. Uh, but like when I had,
1: God, uh, God bless you for that. Yeah. You, no, you've been, doing, side note, you've been doing a good job. I, I, it's, uh, I've, I've been, I've, I've really enjoyed following your stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah. I
0: appreciate it. that. Cause I mean, not going to lie. My creative juices right now, kind of hitting a low point right now. Cause with nothing going on, but I mean, cause when I had, like, another sports reporter down here, uh, Chris Jackson, who now uh, uh, works out on the West Coast now. Uh, yeah, he's doing, the, he's
1: doing the Bay Area preps thing. Right? Yeah. Like he's doing the high school thing down there. That's cool. Yeah, no,
0: like, he, he's very, like, he's motivated. Like, that. he takes great pride in that, which I wish him all the luck because, I mean, like, he's doing phenomenal work. But, like, when I had him here, uh, when we worked together, I mean, I found it. I found, like, my best writing came out when he was here because, I mean, I was as motivated as him to like try to put out the best features so I mean yep. having somebody to motivate you really helps with the job in my opinion it's
1: kind of like uh, it's kind of like a good quarterback competition you know yeah. I mean? sometimes you yeah you need someone to kind of push you a little
0: bit yeah no I definitely agree there and I mean and also just a side note because about your guys' coverage because uh, since I'm the only sports reporter I like to like try to figure out like new ideas and sometimes oh. I read you guys uh, like the Dallas Morning News like you Greg Callie just to like come up with my own ideas like oh like this is what they're writing about how can i maybe find something like that i do, the radio? I, do
1: the, I do the same exact thing man I, I i one time i told someone uh sports journalism a lot of times is just like the nfl where it's a kind of a copycat league where you know hey um you know the miami dolphins and ronnie brown and they all this wildcat and they beat the patriots oh well a week later you saw the wildcat being used across the, the nfl i mean i I, I think it's pivotal to look at what other people are doing across the country and just say, how can I localize this or even expand upon it with my own perspective? I think, I think you're out in the money doing that.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, but cause with you, I mean, like you're a great feature writer. I mean, you've actually won a crap ton of awards from it. Cause I know you were like, what the name, like the best sports writer, like in Texas or something like here recently. <laughs> I've,
1: uh, I've been, um, I've uh, <laughs> I've been the bridesmaid and not the bride a bunch of times. Um, I got second place in, like, five different <laughs> awards this year. And I was just like, oh, man, there's got to be something I'm doing that's not, you know, like, we're like, oh, he's pretty – he's okay. But he's not he's not good enough. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. there's there's something there. There, it's There's too many second place finishes there.
0: But, I mean, like, I, it's still good because, I mean, like, concerning, like, Texas media, I mean, there's a crap ton of good guys out here in, in Texas media, like, covering – I mean, like – you have the San Antonio Express News, the Houston Chronicle. I mean, like, I'm not surprised, but, I mean, I just to get second place. But, I mean, you've written a ton of good features. I mean, here, I mean, uh, also your Iowa State stuff as well. Like, I mean, I remember the David Montgomery, Deshante Jones story and so forth. I mean, is there any, like, let's say you retired from journalism to tomorrow, right? You were like, okay, I'm done with journalism. Time to go towards a different career path. What's this, like, what story or stories would you say – damn, like, that's the most proud I've ever been. Like, what's your most, like, I guess, what's what stories would you be most proud of at the end of the day?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, so my favorite sports writer of all time is Gary Smith. Um, you know, Sports Illustrated. Um, I have his book that I actually go to a lot. And it's funny because his voice was so unique and he was so powerful. And he won Pulitzer Prize winning uh, Pulitzer Prize awards for feature writing. As a sports reporter, which is not not easy to do, he did I think multiple times. Um, but you know, one of his famous lines is, um, and, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this, but you know, not verbatim. But it was always, you know, people have always kind of been obsessed with what happens in the game. I've always wanted to to tell the story beyond beyond the lines, beyond the you know, beyond the first base and third base line, beyond the end zones. You know, and the, I've always kind of framed my feature. Writing or just reporting mentality with that too it's just, I mean, literally robots could write AP story games now. Gamers, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I think you have to go beyond what happens on the field, and um, you know, I, I I try to think outside the box a lot with these features. Uh, so, the, to answer your question, I ramble a lot. Um, but to answer your question, my favorite feature I've done was this feature on um, this uh, the Mesquite football team and. Um, it was three years after uh, a freshman football player there named Jordan Edwards was shot and killed by a white police officer. Um, you know, Jordan and his brother and a couple other guys were leaving a party. It was just a noise complaint thing, driving away from the party, and all of a sudden, um, you know, I think four shots from a, you know go through the car, one of which killed him. This 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 freshman in, in high school. Um, it became a huge national story. Uh, you know, and for the next two years, there were constantly reporters around there were constantly cameras around hBO was there you know all the local and national news was there um, and basically these kids had to grieve with cameras watching the entire time um, and, and they couldn't you know they, it was it was tough on him it was so tough on him and this year he would have been a senior so before a couple of weeks i think a week before senior day, I wrote about this team finally being able to grieve on its own, um, you know, and really celebrate their, you know, their brother, you know what I mean, for a lack of a better term, um, and just how much it meant to them to to celebrate him now. And, um, and s- instead of looking back, you know, thinking about how he was he was killed, they, they kind of just looked back and thought of all the happy, you know, memories with it. And um, one thing I try to do, and I think this is a good lesson. Someone else told me this. I'm not going to take credit for it. But someone else told me that a good lesson for reporters is find breaking news stories, you know, stories that are, gather a lot of importance, a.k.a. a white police officer who was later convicted of killing, a, you know, a freshman uh, African or a black fr- freshman in high school. Um, you know, find that story, see how everyone covered it, and then when everyone, when the media leaves, what story remains? You know, when when everyone's done telling the story, is that when the real story kind of comes out? and um, I, I love doing that feature because, you know, I, I was able to find out that, you know, just a lot more details that, you know, basically when everyone thought of Mesquite football, they thought of Jordan Edwards being killed. Now, you know, that, that feature, these kids thought of, like, you know, Jordan Edwards, who they're honoring through making the playoffs for the first time in years, you know. Um, kind of did the same thing when, with this. Um, in 2016, this, this moment went viral uh, at a local football game. Where uh, this you know long blonde haired starting quarterback for uh, Keller Fossil Ridge, um, which is cool in the area, uh, he was named homecoming king uh, at halftime, and instead of just accepting the crown, he turned around and gave it to a kid named K. L. Norwood, who has cerebral palsy, um, and the moment went viral. Everyone was going nuts because they love this kid. Um, moment went viral. He was on Ellen. Um, you know he was on. They, they did a national news tour. It was great. But every headline was about the quarterback who gave it the homecoming king crown to the kid with cerebral palsy, and just you know, I was like talking to a couple people at the high school, and you know, you find out that this kid is more than just the kid with cerebral palsy. He is, you know, a kid that everyone loves there. He was a you know, team manager that woke up every day at six a.m. to get there. Uh, you know, he's a kid that um, is you know, plays flag, what was the starting quarterback for their, uh, you know, special needs flag football team. And so I try to go beyond a good feature kind of goes beyond like what the, 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 the story is that like everyone already knows, or it's kind of the easy slam dunk one. Um, And so those two are really two features that I've loved because I've had great access to great subjects who are willing to let me do that.
0: Yeah. No, the Mesquite one, I remember reading that one and I was like, damn, this is, phenomenal like you killed that one like no that was a bad word i mean you hit out the park. but i
1: I, dude i struggle with that at one point i literally sat because i was so stuck on how to write it i literally sat in my uh shower's bathtub and just let the warm water hit me for like 30 minutes because i was like so stuck i was like i need something to come to me because i can't i want to do it justice and i'm struggling so yeah no
0: like i would I wouldn't be able to do that justice because I mean, like, just like the death and whatnot. But, uh, I'm sure you would. But, pivoting back, uh, because you mentioned that you were an intern at the Dallas Morning News. And I mean, uh, Dallas Morning News, obviously one of the top papers in the country, one of the most competitive internships and whatnot. Like, let's say somebody's applying to be an intern there, uh, for like 2021 or something. Like, how would you, what would you recommend to them to, like, hopefully maybe stand out and, like, because, I mean, that's a hard internship to get. I mean, you had to stand out somehow. Like, how would you recommend a college journalist to, like, stand out among the rest to, like, hopefully get an internship?
1: Yeah. Like another great question. Um, God, you're asking all the great questions here, Krugs. Um, it's funny because I, um, I didn't get the internship. I had, I had no internships. Um, and I didn't get the internship. I was a finalist. I didn't get it my senior year. Um, so I was contemplating taking a job in Coos Bay, Oregon. Um, when I got a text from Scott Bell, who's now the college sports editor, asking if I had any jobs lined up or anything like that. Um, and I was like, no. And he's like, well, our, the intern we chose just recently dropped out. Expect a phone call here soon from a guy named Tommy Moggleson, who's, um, the high school sports editor and assistant sports editor, also oversees the Rangers. And, um, basically I got lucky because someone dropped out last minute and other really good candidates had already gotten jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they decided to take a risk and give it to a kid with n- with no internship pass um, so luck is a big part of internships <laughs> um, and networking is, is a really huge part of it um, but for the Dallas Morning News specifically um, I'd really recommend that people don't rely on you know the feature they wrote about um, Justin Herbert you know what I mean yeah. at Oregon you know the feature that they wrote about him um, that, you know, was good um, or that, uh, you know, I, they can't send three features from, you know, UNC you know men's basketball, three profile pieces, because, you know, to a certain extent, anyone with access can write a profile piece. Anyone with access can write a feature. Um, you know, I, I think that the Dallas Morning News internship um, is really, you know, because you cover high school football here. That's, you know, and it's it's, it's a lot. Um, and I, I'd recommend that people, one, cover high school sports at their, you know, whether it's freelancing, uh, I mean, obviously it would have to be freelancing, but cover high school sports, one college. Um, and when you're on a beat like, you know, UNC basketball or Texas or Oklahoma football or, you know, baseball at Oregon state, um, that you do stuff that's unique and beyond the profile, the beyond the feature. Um, you know, you you show that s that you networked and sourced so well that you were able to get a story that no one else was. You show that you actually know, you know FOIA and you can understand Freedom of Information Act um, and send public records requests, and you're able to do stories that separate. I mean, you know, one I just uh, uh, one I just thought of recently, or I saw recently that I thought was a perfect example of it. Um, and I'm a big fan of this because is uh, George Stoya, who's now covering Arkansas State. Um, and a couple other Arkansas schools, and he was at Oklahoma, and he would already graduated, but I saw that he put a public records request in for all the alcohol sales, I think either the last, I think it was just last year, and and he found out that Oklahoma had made about, or just on sales, about $1.3 million on alcohol. Dang. Like, you know, that is such a unique storyline, and you know what, that shows like an uh, editor is like, wow, so this guy had a unique idea, this person had a unique idea, Um, they knew how to file public records requests, and then they f- were able to turn it into a story. Um, you know, that's incredible. Um, I, th- I So I think going beyond the basics, because realistically a lot of good people are going uh, apply every single year to the Dallas Warren News internship. So simply saying I covered Oregon football is not enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, first off, George Stoya, like really good. Like I follow him on Twitter. Like he, he's phenomenal. Like I'm – can't say enough good things. Like when I see him pop up I automatically read, cause I mean for how young he is, I'm like, damn, like just kills it every time. But you mentioned getting lucky with internships. I mean, I will agree a hundred percent there. Cause I mean, uh, cause I interned out at the Colorado Springs Gazette uh, in between my junior and senior year. And the way I got that was because I sent a follow up email. Cause I was like, well, I haven't heard in like two weeks. Mine still just seen a follow up email. Like if they reject me, they reject me. And they were, like – I sent it to the – first off, I sent the email to the wrong person who was labeled as sports editor. It was, like, the sports yeah. copy editor. He was, like, "Well, I'll pass it along to, like, my boss. I was, like, okay, cool. Wasn't expecting anything. And then, like, the next day I got the internship because they were, like, yeah, like, you might not have been, like, the strongest candidate, but you looked because, like, you seemed willing to come out here and, like, do the work. And I was, like, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah. no, luck completely – like, helps with internships. But you
1: manufactured your own in that equation, too, which is part of it,
0: you know? Yeah, no, definitely agree there. And, like, my stepdad likes to brag that he got me the internship because he was the one who told me to send the follow-up email. And I was, like, just to get him off my back, I was, like, sure, I'll send it. Because I was, like, I'm pretty sure I'm rejected that I haven't heard in two weeks because that was, like my mindset at the time. But, I mean, you have a lot of experience. I mean, like, granted, you're still pretty young. I mean, still pretty, like, I mean, you're not Greg Riddle who, like, has, like, 20 years, <laughs> like no disc to like Greg. I mean, Greg has like a lot no, of experience. Greg, I, Greg used to be,
1: I mean, Greg, Greg's a couple of years from, removed from being the TCU uh, distance runner that he was.
0: So. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, but Greg has like a lot of experience compared to you, but I mean like, yeah, but I mean your experience is still experience. I mean, what is someone like, what other advice would you offer to a college student? Like who wants to get into sports journalism? Yeah. Um,
1: a couple things. Um, like I said, go beyond the, the big-time beat. Um, you know, a lot of people associate, like, success with, I covered Oregon football. Yeah, well, you know, you're applying for a job slash internship with 30 other people that covered their school's team. <laughs> you know, you you got to go beyond just doing the normal beat stuff. you got to go beyond the regular game store. you got to go beyond the update from practice about the, about the health of D'Anthony Thomas, you know what I mean? Like everyone has a De'Anthony Thomas at their place um, and everyone has injuries that they gotta monitor. Um, like I said, that the example of just, um, you know, of, uh, of uh, <laughs> public records requesting the beer sales was a great one. Uh, when I was at Oregon, one thing that I ended up doing was I did two stories. One where I did a feature, a profile on uh, basically, Oregon Football unveiled near headquarters. I think it was my junior year. And one of the cool things was they had a barbershop. So I asked them who who was the barber, and I did a feature on the barber there and just all the relationships he already built and just how he got it. And it was and it was unique, you know. what I mean, so I mean, it wasn't. I wasn't really good with public records requests that, and you know, back in college. Um, but at least that showed some willingness to be unique. I also did a feature on a popular homeless poet. Um, in, in, in Eugene. You know what I mean? So like at least showing a little bit of willingness to go beyond the normal. Um, cover high school football. Uh, I think that's key. Um, networking is the biggest thing you can do. Um, you know, whether... I mean, one excuse I used to always do is I'd reach out to professional reporters and be like, hey, I have an assignment for a class about, you know, interviewing someone, and there was no assignment. Like, <laughs> I, would, I I would, would, I would just get on the phone with people and interview them and um, and just try to network and just, you know, hopefully they'd follow me back on Twitter when it was done and I could DM or ask him or be like, Hey, I applied for this internship at that paper. Like any chance you may be able to at least just let them know that I applied. Like you don't have to even put a good word in, but hopefully, you know, they'll tell them, Hey, this person applied, you should just at least take a look and maybe they do. Um, And the other thing is I, I tell, I mean, I tell young reporters this too. I mean, I, I am a young one too. But on job applications, you gotta separate yourself. It's it's too hard these days um, to get jobs. <laughs> you know, I, I, if you if your cover letter is "Hi, my name is blah blah blah, and I'd like to get this internship," um, your thing is pro- your internship application is probably going in the trash because there's a hundred applicants and fifteen other other people just said the same exact first sentence. Um, you gotta separate yourself. Like my. Um, my internship application cover letter would, would always be like, dear, you know, whoever it was I was writing to, and then the first sentence after it would be in quotes, hey, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I would say like, and I'd end quote, and then I'd like comma and be like, my doctor told me. And I said, and then back to quotes, like you should probably come back into the office because you probably have an infection. <laughs> and basically, I, I, after I got a, I had a huge ingrown toenail removed in college, Um, and it was just really disgusting, um, but I had it removed, had a minor surgery. Um, but then right when I got done, one of the, a city landmark in Eugene called Civic Stadium, which was a block and a half from my apartment was burning to the ground, which was like a huge, it was an inferno. It was it was incredible. And so I covered it with my boot on. And at one point saw that the fire chief was giving a media press conference. And I sprinted through like really disgusting muddy water. That was obviously not good for an open wound Yeah, no. to get there. Yeah, so I called the doctor. He's like, you're an idiot. You should probably come back in because you probably have an infection. (laughs) So I always use that as my first sentence because I always wanted a sports – and maybe it turned people off because that's very possible too. Um, But I always wanted like a sportsman to be like, wait, what? Did he just call me an idiot? (laughs) And then like, oh, he didn't. Okay, well, let's read what he actually has to say. And then they keep going and you know what I mean, so – at least
0: they weren't going to throw it away immediately. Or maybe they did. So, Yeah, no, like, the best advice, because, like, you mentioned that, like, because cover letters, you have to be unique these days. And, I mean, like, originally, like, I was one of those kids that were like, hi, my name is Garrett. Like, I want this job and whatnot. But, like, as I've grown older, like, I've tried to, like, tell a story with my cover letter now, which I guess is the biggest thing. But that's pretty much all I have for you, Joe. Uh, I mean, uh, if you want to plug your, like, where people can find your work or anything else. I guess I do so now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm on Twitter uh, at Joe J Hoyt H O Y T, um, and uh, subscribe to your local newspaper and wear a mask.
0: Yeah, no, definitely agree there, hundred <laughs> percent. But I really appreciate you coming on, Joe.
1: Of course, bro. Thanks, man. It was it was great to talk to you, Garrett. Thanks.
0: Yeah, same.